and welcome to uh, Blue Girls Podcast. Um, I have dreams dated uh, September 2011 for you today. Um, the first one is called Miscommunication, September 16, 2011. I was working with this one guy. I had his phone number before and we were at the end of working together. So I went to him and asked for his phone number. He told me he was married and he said, don't you remember him showing you the pictures? But as I started to cry because I liked him, I told him, I'm not asking you out in case of an emergency to see how uh, you are doing. I enjoy talking to you. I was crying the entire time from feeling hurt. The next day at work, I didn't want to show up. So this is September 16, 2011. So I was working at this gut with this guy, whatever, um, at this apartment complex that I was living at. And I do remember him showing me a picture. He had recently been married to some blonde haired girl and um, the picture was in his office. So it was a, a pretty recent marriage. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't interested in him uh, romantically. I mean, I think I liked him, but I knew he was married. So um, anyway, so I wanted his phone number in case of an emergency. So I think that this was like an emergency situation. So that's how I got this job or whatever in the dream anyway um the next um dream is titled a visit in its data september 17 2011 i was talking to this one guy about how for three years not sure but i went back to the midwest which i didn't want to tell him that i went from um a state a southwest no no a south state to a Midwest state, then to, to the Pacific Northwest. I was crying because I was able to have things again. Then I was in a room with some kind of equipment around me and I was sleeping on And my brother was trying to wake me up, but I didn't want to. He was somewhat antagonizing me. I went to turn up the radio of the equipment because heart was on. I think my brother was kind of telling me what to do. So, um, yeah, so this again, I think takes place in the Pacific Northwest. And I think it might've been another uh, landlord or whatever. Um, but I think at the time I was moving around a lot. This is about whatever, 10 years ago. So, um, sometimes I don't really like to go into great detail my personal life with, you know, people I don't really know, especially like a landlord. So I think that I was kind of discreet on, you know, my traveling or whatever prior to arriving at this apartment complex or whatever. So, and there was a time, and this was a different apartment, and it was in the Pacific Northwest, but... Um, I had to live in apartments where I was paying more than 50% of my income. So when I did get into uh, an affordable place to live, I was very thankful to 
um, half things because I didn't really have a heck of a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm I'm a minimalist. I I haven't always been that way, but um, I don't know. I just don't like. I don't really think. I'm just. I don't really need a lot of stuff. I don't want a lot of stuff. So anyway, I remember that. So that part came true, but it was for a different city, but it wasn't the Pacific Northwest. And, um, well, whatever, it's something about my brother antagonizing me, and that's ha that's been in the dream, dreams before, and so I think he just tries to, uh, you know, he's, he's an older protective brother, so, um, but I'm pretty independent, and, and so, you know, he tries to, you know, like this is before it, uh, 10 years ago and so I think he just does it he doesn't do it to uh you know trying to tell him what to do I don't think he does he doesn't do it to be mean or whatever he's just trying to help um and so so yeah so heart is my favorite band and so I was having a dream and then I also have heart issues so um so sometimes you know, it could be either one in a dream. So the next dream is titled, The Frog Disappeared, September 18th, 2011. There was this frog who attended every day and then disappeared and people wondered what happened. The frog got stuck in an ink pen. So I picked up the frog, cleared off the ink, which I didn't want anyone to know. I did and let him loose outside. Meanwhile, people were we're like where the frog went. We're wondering where the frog went. So, yeah, so whatever. There was symbolic. There was this. I just think this is symbolic. A frog. I don't know why it's a frog. But, um, whatever. It was uh, technically whatever. A frog. But the frog attended every day and then disappeared. So I think that symbolically the frog got stuck in this ink. It was like, you know, old ink. You know, with the the one that used to, you know, the ink bottles we used to dip in, the feathers and stuff. So I think that was spilt. But I think that the frog got stuck in that. So I picked up the frog and cleaned up the frog, and then he was fine. Um, and then I let him go. I let him loose outside. But people were like, well, where did the frog go? Because the frog attended every day. So I think it's more of a symbolic dream. Now this dream, the dark wave of water, September 24th, 2011, there was this woman who was sitting in a cafeteria with other people surrounding her. There was this one girl I was hanging out with and she didn't want to go to a church meeting on Wednesday, but I encouraged her to go. Then the pastor said, thanks for attending. Then this girl and myself were stuck in this dark wave coming towards us. It was a wave of water. Um, I saw it coming, but I didn't know how to stop it. So the huge wave hit us, and we were floating underwater, hoping to survive. Then either before or after this, I was on a sidewalk close to water. So um, so this is just, you know, the frog or whatever. This is kind of, I think, kind of an extenuation. This is September 24th, and the frog disappeared was September 18th. So again, something... 
I got myself stuck. Okay. Um, yeah, so, okay, so there was a friend of mine in the dream that we were at this cafeteria. We were going to go to this, we're hanging out and we were going to go to this church meeting. And I don't think she wanted to go. And so I think, I don't know if I attended by myself, but I remember being in a car and I have stated this before in my, um, my videos and even the podcast that when I've had dreams about water, they're very like surreal. Like, like this is one of my favorite dreams. Um, the dark wave of water. I can actually feel the water in the dream. And like, so we were on, we were on a road in a car and this huge water just hit the car. Remember that? And then we were underwater, me and my friend, this girl, and we were stuck. And then we, we untangled, um, you know, we got out of it. We were unable, unable to, uh, untangle herself or get out from underneath the water. And we went to the surface. Um, and then, so, and then, so there was also, and this is at the end when that there was, um, you know, I just remember that at the end there was like a, um, the car was on the, um, bridge and there was just a little puddle of water. So, and I know in here it says, well, I don't know if it was the beginning or the end, but anyway, so either way we survived. And um, so the next dream is titled Going Full Speed Ahead, October 4th, 2011. There were these train tracks that this guy and I were firmly walking on towards an oncoming train in the distance. He said he knew this path would lead to money. I saw... <sighs> okay, well... The person's name in here is kind of like Angel walking in a car and she didn't say anything. I was riding with her. I felt the path she was taking was too dangerous and led to an, an oncoming train. However, I still pressed forward onto the tracks. So, um... So there was this guy that there was this train that was coming in front of us, but I think that it was, it was in the distance and he didn't seem to be too scared, but he thought that, well, whatever. I think it was more of a path, a decision. And he, but he felt like it was gonna, um, the train was, it, the train tracks was gonna lead to money, that path. And I felt it was dangerous. But he said he knew his path would lead to money. So Angel or whatever, um, I had a, a high school, well, a childhood friend actually, who had a similar name. And right now I'm kind of dealing with somebody with a similar name. Um, so I like that name, Angel. It's not Angel, but it's Angela. But anyway, it doesn't matter, right? It's close. But I don't usually, in dreams, I don't usually reveal a person's name um in this stream angel whatever uh i don't know who that was i mean i never met this person so anyway so there was basically some question about the path 
being too dangerous. Um, but I seemed to press forward because this guy was like, okay, well, it's dangerous path, but it's going to lead to money. So, so, so for the next one, it's titled A Space for Me, October 7th, 2011. I went walking up the circular stairs saying I can't sing on the top. Um, I did sing with a group, agreed to sing. Then I didn't know where to go for a dance rehearsal, but just went anywhere in lineup. I don't know what to say. Woman sitting at desk. Then there were these couple who were hanging out at their place, possibly a hotel. I was across from them. And we all showed up. Didn't know it at the cafeteria. They were seated at the two ends of the tables of the cafeteria and I sat at a different table feeling they need room spaces. Um, so I think there's something up for a place for me to stay. Um, I think that kind of happens sometimes in my dreams. Um, I remember there, yeah, I don't remember their circular stairs and I, I can't sing so I don't know why that's in that. I can't dance. I mean I not, I used to like to dance in my 20s but I don't, I mean I can't sing at all. Um, so I'm not for sure what this was about. Um, so whatever, I didn't know where to go for the dance rehearsal. So, I don't know, this is kind of strange. And I remember that, that, that at the, um, cafeteria there at the college, that there was a couple there, and I think they were in a similar situation as I was, and I, uh, befriended them. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I remember of the dream. So a space for me, I think that an opportunity, like a space for me to go, someplace to stay, open up, possibly. Um, it, because I'm in why else would there be dance rehearsal, there's a space, you know, for you, even though I don't dance. Anyway, cleaning seaweed, October 8th, 2011. I was enjoying playing with other people's kids. We were sitting around this table and this baby wanted to play, so I did. Then this girl was walking and said, I would feel I can't remember, but basically my body sensations know something. Know where to go, where I go when I was tension, tensing up. Then I was in my room and two guys had dumped seaweed by the sink area and I didn't know why they were there and so I asked them to clean it up and was supposed to be good for the night. Okay, so... So yeah, I remember, I don't know why there would be seaweed in my sink, in the bathroom sink, but I think that I was having some issues with my um, bathroom sink in real life. And, I, and so I remember two guys who came, maintenance guys who came, and they cleaned up uh, whatever the, the bathroom sink, but the bathroom sink, it, it was seaweed, which was kind of weird. Um, I don't remember the baby too much. Oh, and so something about body t sensations, no matter, oh, oh, I say, my, my body sensations, no matter where I go when I was tensing, up so yeah this I think is from trauma in real life um, sometimes I can't even read my own handwriting but I did have like when I was in high school someone say well you know I kind of write like a doctor pretty sloppy but anyway so yeah so this is about how my body 
someone was saying, well, no matter where you go, that your body's going to tense up and that's going to be, you know, something you're going to have to deal with because of past trauma. So my body doesn't really do that too much anymore. I don't really like have, so I think I've kind of dealt with that. I mean, sometimes I get anxious or whatever, but I don't really, you know, do that as much anymore, tense up. Okay, so um, the next one is Difference in Opinion, October 19, 2011. There was a woman who approached this other woman and said, so-and-so said that I was acting like a, a, a bee. I said, you were acting like a bee. This woman was supposed to meet some guy and the woman was in the bathroom getting ready to go out with a woman and was getting turned on but didn't say anything. She, she wanted to go someplace she hadn't been before, uh, Loring Park. But the other woman said it was too expensive. Then she said Bullwinkles. She's going to wear yellow eyeshadow, but her friend suggested red on eyelid, then yellow on upper eyelid. So, yeah, I don't know what this was about. There was a couple of women who were going to go out for the evening and they were going to go one place they were going to go to was ex the lady was like well that's too expensive so they so they wanted to go somewhere else a bar and so whatever i had a disagreement with her and i said that she was acting she was a bee and i said no you're you were acting like a bee uh so anyway so i don't know what that was about um but i think that she went out with a girl a woman and whatever she was getting turned on I don't know if if this was a romantic thing that was going on between them or she liked them but I remember her she had some weird eyeshadow like yellow and red and it's kind of dramatic and I don't it was like okay uh so anyway she's getting all dressed up and ready to go out with this woman who I'm not for sure like I said if it was a romantic interest or not it may have been romantic for her but I don't know if the other woman was reciprocating it at all so anyway and i don't know why i i called her a bee or she says she was acting like a bee i don't know what that was about at all that i can remember okay well thank you for listening to the podcast video